This is Ron Holzer from Legion of Doom and the Skull, formerly of Trouble, and you're listening to the Heavy Galaxy Show. Metal. All right, the Heavy Galaxy Show. Matt and John back with you guys once again for another discussion episode on this one. Uh, John, man, what is going on? How are things there in crazy-ass Las Vegas, Nevada? I don't want to say well, Nevada, pro- I know. I you did pronounced it, it right, Nevada. I Nevada, yeah. I know. I don't want to piss anyone off from Nevada. You know? I hear it on <laughs> TV still that people mm-hmm. mispronounce it. Um and now that we're talking about aliens uh, quite a bit, oh. because that family uh, <laughs> called 911, it's on video everywhere, and people are. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I you're hearing you. Nevada or Nevada mm-hmm. uh, all the time here recently, uh, due to our little friends, the aliens making another appearance in Las Vegas, but this time with some video traction to go with it. Mm. <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> but yeah, things are good, man. Awesome. Things are good. Things are crazy. Always crazy. Always crazy in today's world. But hey, that's why we do the Heavy Galaxy show, right? right. Kind of t- take you away for an hour or so from the crazy. Uh, take you into you the know. galaxy. There you go, right? Off this crazy land into the galaxy. Absolutely, man. With our, well, cool. With our <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, we, uh, man, we've had some really good uh, episodes recently, man. We've talked to some great uh, artists out there, some, I mean, just, you know, I mean, we, we could start our last one, but we just actually put out this week, um, with Ron Holzner. Obviously Ron is the ex bassist from trouble. He's also, uh, the bassist from the skull. And of course the new band legions of doom features guys. I mean, ex and current members of the skull trouble COC, uh, St. Vitus Leadfoot. I mean, what a, just a bunch of real solid veteran, heavy rock and metal, uh, artists in that band, man. Great talking to Ron. Great dude. And, um, you know, it's uh, it's always great talking to those vets, too, the guys who've been doing this for so long. I oh, love, yeah. love talking to those guys, you know. Yeah, I had a feeling Ron would be a, a great guest. Uh, I've gotten to know him a little bit here and there along the way. And uh, what a great track record. And, uh, you know, obviously super cool and impactful what the his time with Trouble and then, of course, with The Skull. And love mm-hmm. that being with our departed friend, Eric Wagner. Yes. along the way uh but really an interesting concept um that they put together so i'm interested yeah. to see it hear it um as always i'm interested in the vocal part of, of things a lot and you got two different vocalists there and uh yeah i don't know who's covering eric wagner or are they both covering it what's going on so that's going to be a, a a very interesting part and yeah wow mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're playing festivals. Like yeah. Right now, now or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and like that he's now he was telling us too. the skulls got a new record coming out. So Eric Wagner is going to be, uh, you know, he will be replaced by Carl Aguil, uh, Of course, the old COC blind singer and lead foot singer. Who's of course, as we just said, he's part of also legions of doom, but also legions of doom. They're, they're putting out original music. So this isn't just a tribute to all those, you know, uh, musicians from, you know, St. Vitus, obviously this year, Mark Adams passed back in 2010, um, drummer Armando Acosta passed. Obviously you said Eric Wagner, 
uh, and of course, Reed Mullen from COC. Wow. So um, it's not just a tribute band singing some classics from all those bands. They're actually going to be putting out new music and new records. So that's really cool, man. I'm really interested to see what that's going to sound like. Yeah, very, uh, very, again, conceptually uh, cool stuff out there to, to check out. And, um, you know, they're all they're all uh, good musicians. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So and before that, of course, we talked to um, what, what's his, his catchphrase says, come on now, Arthur C. Arthur C. Come on, come on now from Unita uh, and, of course, House of Broken Promises. You need, I mean, that was a great, you know, talking to him, just hearing that story. You know, that story, we've been hearing about that, that second record from Unita. Yeah. Obviously, that was uh, scheduled to come out uh, via, I believe he was talking about Sony and, of course, uh, American Recordings with Rick Rubin. Back-to-back, -back, you know, Rick Rubin talked, too, between Holzner with yeah, Trouble yeah. and and Arthur. with. But he got really into detail on that story. If everyone hasn't really checked uh, that episode out, go ahead and do so. Great story oh, yeah. about that record. What a crazy Good Lord, I mean, 20 years that thing's just been shelled. When the hell is it going to come out? Hopefully soon, as he explains. So, But it was great hearing all the ins and outs and the backstory on that. I mean, it's something I always wondered about. I always heard about it, but never really got the scoop. So it was great yeah. having Arthur on to, to break it down for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, you know, that album, it, it's leaked. So, yeah. I think yeah. I heard it years ago. It's been a while. Yeah, right? yeah. I probably have mm. it burned somewhere around here, you know. Um. Mm. And, and it's good stuff, man. So, and they play some of it live, you mm -hmm. know, uh, now. So they're actually either in Europe now or about to go pretty soon themselves. I mean, yes. all kinds of stuff's going on. And, you know, and that features, you know, half of the original Unita lineup, you know, mm -hmm. with Mike Cancino and Arthur. Obviously, mm -hmm. John's got some other things. John, you know, John's. Busy. I mean, I don't know where every single thing John's doing, obviously, uh, but knowing John a little bit, you know, he's been working on the the Hermano, uh That's right. You know, remastering of all their albums that Ripple's putting out. So yeah, I, saw that. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, uh, really cool. Hermano uh, was a great bit. was a killer band. Oh, yeah. He was really Garcia's last band. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, and all of those bands were good. Uh, leading up to that, I mean, we only got one album out of Slowburn or whatever, but uh, that was killer. That was killer. And, yeah. and it was. Uh, Hermano has three, maybe four, but probably three albums. Yeah. And uh, I revisit it consistently. It's unlike Unita, it's mm -hmm. on Spotify, or at least mm -hmm. some of it is. So, mm -hmm. yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you know, a lot of you know we're, we're a lot of this older stuff is is blending in and uh, coming in and resurrecting itself. But I think mm -hmm. there's some good new music happening all at the same time. So I think it makes it cool. Uh, Arthur, you know, he doesn't hold back. I mean, oh no, oh no. <laughs> you know, and he drops some good breadcrumbs, as, as Todd Severin <laughs> would say, about mm. um, you know you need and what maybe they could do coming up here which sounds like you know some very ancient recordings of theirs <laughs> early yeah. on and then hopefully package that with the ep i don't know i guess mm -hmm. we'll see because he i think has those rights so you know i'm a big fan of arthur he's helped me with planet oh, yeah. rock i've done stuff with him i, yeah, I trust mm -hmm. him i like him uh, uh you know he doesn't have as much of a filter at, at times and then sometimes i enjoy that so <laughs> hey, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Like he said in the in the uh 
interview, like he said, hey, you you know, we're all in our fifties. You want the real story here? You want me just to give you whatever? I mean, he just gives it to you straight, right. a straight shooter, like you said. And yeah. you know. some people, I think it's the uh, upbringing that you and I have from where we're from. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from the, I mean, I would say people like DC, they think it's the South. When you're from Northern Virginia, like Fairfax County, there's nothing Southern about that place. Period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more DC, <laughs> it's exactly. Not, it's yeah, it's the start of the North, is the way I kind of put it. And so, um, yeah, you know, pretty straightforward a, a lot of times. And then you go up the obviously New York and Jersey, stuff like that. And that's, you know, you give it to them. Straight shooting all day, all day straight <laughs> shooting. Not even from any of those places. Uh, no, guys, I know. It's, it's, it's a like, rarity right. from a, you know. So, yeah, yeah. great so, episode. Yeah, I, I, yep, I, I, it was great talking to him, man. Uh, it was a long one, two hours long, but hey, it, it's not a boring one at all, man. Definitely, I, like I said, to listeners and viewers out there, check that out if you haven't yet. And of course, before that, okay, we had the one and only, I, I'll tell you, you know, talking to this guy for me, Mike Vaughn, you were talking about here. I know you're good buddies with Mike there. He lives in Vegas. But man, what a legend. You know, obviously, uh, in the early 80s, he was the, the guy who brought the shredding guitars to rock and metal in the early 80s there. Shrapnel Records, first ever independent hard rock metal label here in the United States. Yeah. Um, just a guy who's just got so much knowledge of just, you know, not just music, but, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I, I we played a little clip in there, too, to show everyone how good Mike is on the guitar, too. He can play guitar. You know, I mean, he's just, like I said, that's just another one that you know. we've got a lot of great feedback that people really enjoyed that one. And, and it's, yeah. uh, yeah, it needs it to get good. out there more. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it's funny as yeah, we, 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 part of how we have to get this show out is we have to share it in groups, share it on Facebook and Instagram. And that's not an easy thing, uh, mm-hmm. to be effective. Uh, it's just not. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, some people are just going to be bothered <laughs> just yeah. by you posting it. Exactly. Literally it's going to drive them nuts. Which, of course, in the end, you're like, well, okay, or I can just not do it, and it'll get 20 plays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're lucky. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, the Varney one, I, I want to share it on, like, some metal groups, but I probably mm-hmm. don't gauge enough on the metal groups or found the right ones where mm-hmm. there would be that respect level for the, the you know, the eight, the, the shredder era of metal mm-hmm. that, uh, that mm-hmm. came out of the 80s. So, you know, it, there's not enough people know about these interviews no you're right well mm-hmm. when it comes to Bar- barney uh you know it, it, but like wow you know you look at kenny hickey's uh one or you look at wino and you know, there are over two thousand plus 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 views just mm-hmm. on one platform yeah so it's really unique to see that it, it, uh, the barney one is consistently going up it, it's just you know people share and let people know that are old metal hubs that they're you know are fans of uh of that era uh, you can hear the inside of a guy who really had an impact on oh, big more time. than you think is what more I more than talking. you think more Absolutely. than you think. It's not just he was just hanging out with Ingve and Tony McAlpine and uh, this guy. I, I've seen him at work, <laughs> like the, mm-hmm. the seeing how many people he knows and how quickly he can operate. It's uh, impressive stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's, what was great about it, too, is not only just talking about, obviously, Shrapnel from the 80s and him getting, you know, just bringing all these guys over from, you know, yeah. like you said, Engveil from Sweden, Marty Friedman over from Hawaii, all these big-name guitarists and metal, because, you know, this is heavy rock show. You know, we, we don't really do too much metal. We focus more on heavy rock. But I think the the, the a great part of that uh, discussion was that, 
Mike is a very, very big fan of stoner and heavy rock. He's a huge yep. fan of it. He That's sort of like, like you were saying, I know that was one of the things we were talking about interviewing him. You're like, man, you don't understand. This guy loves heavy rock, and he does. He knows the stuff. Obviously, you know, he, he you know your shows he goes to, he's a big, still a big part of that whole Vegas scene uh, from what you've told me and from the things I've seen and stuff. So uh, not just talking, of course, with him, old school, you know, metal stuff. We're talking a lot about a lot of new bands that he's that he loves and that he, yeah. you know, obviously embraces the whole, you know, just a great interview, a great he's guy. A to massive, talk to, man. You, you know. know, he obviously is a fan of, of, of good stoner rock and heavy rock, but I would say equally as much in his wheelhouse is uh, psychedelic, heavy psychedelic, mm. okay. and yeah. that's that's a big big thing um but like the heavy psychedelic that is rooted with 70s influence or the stuff that actually was in the 70s like he 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 is always had a fondness for that and and digs it and even some prog as well so yeah you know, that's right. mm -hmm. it, it's real cool and and uh you know don't forget we had mark gaffney on the show yes well i was going to get into that too we had gaffney Sugartooths, um, Josh Bloom. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've done about five or six since we did the last one of these. Yeah, Mark Dabney, obviously, Go Zoo. I mean, what a great new record. It was number one on the Doom Charts uh, for May. Uh, Remedy is the name of that record. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just a good grooving, heavy, hard-rocking. You know, I mean, Mark, I mean, Mark's vocals, really, he really stepped it up to the plate on this last record. Yeah. Uh, he really, uh, they just took it up a notch. You know, obviously they hadn't put out a record in about four or five years, uh, since, uh, equilibrium, I believe that was in 2018. So, uh, to see them back on, you know, touring and, and get back out there and put out new music, of course. Yeah. Great time talking to Mark. Another, another good dude to talk to. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Consistent band. Um, all their shit's good, man. So yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> much original bands that got me really, hooked into exploring the underground if you will mm. meaning mm -hmm. you know outside of the typical reservoirs that are filtered to us you know mm -hmm. of music. yeah absolutely yep and like i said sugar tooth right oh, yeah. one not early 90s band obviously grunge you know alternative metal band um you know and, and i gotta say i was pretty surprised with the response of people who you know, I wasn't sure how many people were going to remember Sugar Tooth. You know, obviously yeah. a lot of people know him from the Beavis and Butthead video they had on there. That sold my fortune. I sold my fortune, but Photon. Uh, yeah, a Photon. You know, it was it was. I think he said whatever it was. But yeah. I mean, I always remembered that. Obviously, that episode. But I mean, from Beavis and Butthead. But I mean. You know the new album they got now. I mean, that's fantastic. Okay. That new record, it's really damn good. Sugar Tooth. If you haven't checked that uh, album out, go ahead and do yourself. If you're a heavy rock fan, you're gonna really be into that one. Good heavy blues oriented. You know, just just classic heavy rock uh, yeah, sound it, band from the '90s. Yeah, it's a it's a hard rock heavy rock album. That's what it is. It's got like yeah. ten at least ten tracks on it. Mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, hey, when that album, the first album came out back in the '90s, uh, you know, or you know, I saw it on Beavis, but I bought the album. Period. Mm. In a sense, I have it. I played it in the car not that long ago. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. Amazing. Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead really set off so many bands. It's pretty like amazing how influential that. Yeah, White Zombie. I mean, there's a bunch of people we were talking about. Clutch. That, you know. Was, yeah. You know, anyway, so it, it was great. Yeah, so it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's been real cool getting to visit a lot of these cats. Uh, 
Yeah, we're working on some that'd be uh, even bigger and better, bigger, you know, I shouldn't say better, just bigger, even, uh, you never know. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks folks for checking it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, speaking of checking out, why don't we go ahead, obviously, and play a couple of videos now. Um, let's go ahead. The first track we're going to uh, bring up here. Now, this is a very interesting uh, band right here. Uh, it's an old, it's an older band. Okay. This is about, I would say right around the, before the new year, I got hit up, uh, by a gentleman named Patrick Brink. It sent me an email and he said, Hey, you might want to check out here. Uh, this is a, a record. It was actually just a demo from a band that he was in back in 2003, about 20 years ago, uh, called volume. The name of the band's called volume. Um, and it's, it's, we, you know, we're going to play the song here for, but the name of the song is called colossal freak. This is a real, I mean, so let me just get to the story, I guess. So Patrick, he's bring, he wanted to give this demo we had, really the, I guess, the TLC that it really deserved. He wanted to re-release it. He got um, he got it remastered and remixed by Jack and Dino, of all people. Obviously, Jack and Dino has worked with all those Seattle grunge bands, big guy from the whole uh, Sub Pop records obviously you know jack andino is you know i mean he's like i said a legendary producer uh he's re-releasing the record uh he put out a video here for this song called colossal freak and most of the songs on this record featured none other than scott reader from fu manchu on drums um really interesting story i did a piece on it did a written piece on heavygalaxy.com mm-hmm. people want to go ahead and read that just to get an idea what the band's about uh but yeah it's got sort of a blue cheer meets like Monster Magnet Nebula type of sound, really. Yeah, it's got a garagey kind yeah. of thing going on there, a heavier, fuzzier, garagey uh, thing for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. five different labels are re-releasing this record. So actually, that tells you something. Five labels across the world now are actually re-releasing the record. So it's a it's a hell of a record, man. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what he's going to do next. He says he's restarting the band, so we're going to see what he's got in the tank. He's got a lot of music. Uh, Recording and ready to go. So anyway, we're going to start things him. off here. Oh, you did. You met him in person. <laughs> yeah, That's, I met Patrick. Oh, Patrick, you remember? Very um, cool. Yeah, at the Heavy Psych Sounds Fest uh, in Joshua Tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. met him, talked with him for a good little bit. Um, I think he wanted me to go out and get a, a beer with him at, at, like in the back of his van or something. Uh, that was right outside of the venue. And I mm. it was probably just too scatterbrained at that time and hungry or something. So yeah, Patrick, uh, good to cool. good to see some stuff getting out here. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Let's go ahead and play. It's called Colossal Freak. Colossal Freak is a song. Volumes of band. It's off their re-released request. Permission for landing. Here it is. Check it out.
All right. Welcome back to the Heavy Galaxy Show. You just heard the Almighty Witch Skull, The Serpent Tide, first single of the title track as well off the band's upcoming fourth release. It uh, comes out June 16th on Rise Above Records. Just another ass kicker from Witch Skull, man. I mean, we, we've been, you know, obviously pumping this band up here on the show. We're both big fans, huge fans of them out of Australia. Uh, just wish they can get over here and play because this is just one of those great stoner metal bands uh, yeah. that we've been, you know, not like, like you said, a lot of times stoner metal, stoner rock, no doubt stoner metal, just very, you yes. know, you're, you're, your basic Sabbath stuff, they just take it to, and do their own thing with it, and I love it. I just don't want to simplify it. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I, I get it. Uh, the, I just I just think it's stoner metal. Uh, yeah. I mean, there is a definite metal vibe to this power trio along the way, and um, I've gotten a preview of the album, and the album's great. Oh, nice. So I listened to it a couple times, a different version. Like, I put my headphones on once, I think once with the Bluetooth. But when I took it in the car and played it, that was like next level. Nice. Yeah, I want to yeah. drive a little faster. Mm. Oh yeah. yeah. I, so yeah. I mean, everything oh, yeah. which Skull's done is amazing. They, they yes. put out my album of the year uh, was their last album. So I'm a, a big fan, mm. and yeah, it'd be great to get in the states. But folks, it's the tough. problem is bands can't come over here uh, most of the time unless they're willing to lose money just yeah. right off the bat because mm -hmm. there's no one's going to pay for them to come over yeah. because there's no dollar value system uh for a promoter to do it and, and a lot of people you know they want to you know play, play poker with someone else's money <laughs> and that's easy mm -hmm. enough right uh, when others are like, yeah, just someone just got to get them over here. And it's like, well, it costs a lot of money. Like yes. I was talking to a band from Greece and, you know, when it came down to numbers, I mean, they were looking for like $10,000 a show. I'm oh, like, geez. are you insane? <laughs> no one is going to pay. Like no. that, It's the wrong market. It You're is. lucky if you get a thousand a show mm. <laughs> because yes. a thousand guys equals if your tickets are 20 bucks, that equals 50 paying people. Which mm. in some markets that's laughable, and that's at twenty bucks. Likely, sure. it's going to be more like ten or fifteen. So then you start, you know, adding up you know, the cost of not only that band but the other bands that are going to be on the bill, uh, mm. and then depending on the show, the backline potentially sound guy. I mean, there's all kinds of variables. I'm lucky, so I have to pay the sound guy uh, at one of the venues. I do. I'm the one that has to pay the sound wow. guy. Jeez, yeah, wow. actually, two venues. Yeah. Um, so. There's so much cost uh, behind all this, mm. um, and there's just not enough support in America. No, uh, yeah, and sometimes not in Europe true. either. Like mm -hmm. it's, it was a rough run, I think, for um, High Desert Queen. Their second leg was not near as fruitful, you know, when they were in England and Germany. Mm. Then later on, in the you know, in, in the other locations, it was really it was rough. Yeah. Mm. So, you know. Uh, we would love that band. Like, which, I mean, listen, I want, I'll want. i lay it out there. I want Witch Skull at Planet mm. as a Rock. But mm. I'm not, I, I don't know if we'll be able to figure it out. You know, it's, it costs, it's, plane tickets alone are super expensive. Yeah, I mean, from, um, you know, especially from Australia. You know, I remember doing an interview with a band from over there, a really good stoner band called Don Fernando. And they were, they were telling me, you know, there's, yeah. 
they were telling me that they'll they tend to mostly if they do tour outside of Australia, they'll go to South America to go to like Chile and Argentina and the southern That's part weird. of South America. Well, just geographically, it's closer. It's cheaper to go, like he said. It's just cheaper. And obviously, there's a there's a ton of you know fans there. I mean, obviously, there's great fans down in South America. I mean, they love their rock and metal down there. So they're really into to pay for them to come over, uh, you know, from Australia to do it. So it makes sense. It's just too it, it is. It's too bad we well, can't. In that, get, they're in that part yeah. of the hemisphere, I guess. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so, yeah. it, it's it's. I don't know. I, I I just tell you folks that at times go out and support, man. Yeah. <laughs> like That's if, you can do. Exactly. You know, if, you're, if you have money, that is, you know, mm. you got yep. some extra and you're like, I don't even know when I'm going to die anyways. Cause that's kind of mm. what we all have to look at sometimes. It's like, well, sure. <laughs> you die with a big pile of money. Whoa. That's exciting. You know, can't take um, it with you. Right. Yeah. You can't take it with you. Uh, yeah. Of course you're giving your bratty kids, whatever <laughs> that's coming. <laughs> that doesn't have kids. So I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but you know, going out and supporting, uh, you know, going to mini festivals or going to shows, uh, even on a weeknight, just figuring it out, you know, mm-hmm. uh, can, it is great. You know, and, and you'll be enlightened by it. That's the key. What's in it for you? What's in it for you is you end up breaking out of your shell, getting off your couch, feeling like you have something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Uh, psychology uh, tests have been done for years. People that take regular vacations live a better life mentally and physically sure. and like literally live longer because they have something to look forward to. Yes. So mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going through all this shit, <laughs> you know. This but you got that light like, at the end of the tunnel. But, there. Oh, some fun. In exactly. four weeks, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yep. have a beer with a, with, with a, with a little. I'm gonna have a nice cold beer with a lime in the, t- you know, in it, or <laughs> you know, you know, a fancy drink with an umbrella. You know, there's <laughs> yep. these things I yep. look forward to, it, and that's what gets me by. Uh, you know, the mental gymnastics we play with ourselves. I, I always have to go. Well, but you know. That's going to be pretty cool on Saturday night, Black Sabbath cover band. I'm good because exactly. I'll just, because I already know the band and they're good. They're great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. They fucking rock. Yeah. And hearing live Black Sabbath, I'm good. You know, at least it gives some look forward to. Last Absolutely. week it was, the, I saw Colt, uh, a cover band, you know, and I know I'm talking about cover bands, but these were my options. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That had Les Warner, the drummer from the album Electric and uh, nice. Love, I think also. He put together a band using Jason Walker, which is, uh, I think, the, one of the most talented, if not the most talented, uh, guitar singer in Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. Rowan Robertson was on guitar from Dio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he played with Dio. Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, God, I don't know who the singer was. He was a he was a skinny cat from uh, L.A. But man. He he had the energy. He rocked it. He brought it good. I mean, I probably videotaped five or six. I was front and center for a lot of it. Like I didn't give two oh, thoughts. Okay. I was right in the middle. Like three people in the stage. He pointed out, yeah, <laughs> you know, nice. Because <laughs> electric is an album like that that just gets me. It, sure. I just it it you click. It's like you just click it on, and I'm I'm, I'm off to the races. You nice. know, having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Not I mean, cool. I, I just think you know when we can go and do things and break out of the shell and you can meet people at the show. Now some people mm-hmm. are like, I don't know if I want to meet people. People suck. You know, first off, that's a really a shitty way to live. 
That's a, <laughs> yeah. Just write everyone off, and you know mm-hmm. that's probably a you problem is the common denominator. So you just I would agree with out. that. Mm-hmm. And exactly. you know, when I started going to shows, I, I would meet people. Uh, I would because I knew I had something to talk about because mm-hmm. we have the same thing in common. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, the exactly, show, man. Rock and roll. You know? Mm-hmm. And you know, you meet people that are complete idiots and weirdos. Oh, um, it goes for anything, exactly. It happens. But I mean, I feel yes, confident enough, street smarts enough, even as I drink and smoke through the night, uh, to you know, to know what's up. Yeah, you well, know, you, and you, and you yeah, and even if you don't want to necessarily go out and start talking to everybody. Yeah. Look, you're gonna you're gonna see some good music. Maybe someone yeah. will come up and talk to you. Yeah, you know, I or mean, you I might... just sit there and watch the show. Exactly, have <laughs> some drinks, and, watch and... a show. Yeah, some people it's are very be- better sitting at home. Better than sitting home and doing and, nothing. You know, so, better you sitting know. at home. And it, you know, if you don't drink, then you, it costs a lot less. Either I Absolutely. mean, for God's sake, you're getting water with you know lemon or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know. You know. Yeah. It, it's just it, in order for any of this to make sense for bands uh, to continue. Um, there has to be support and not just for yeah. the big bands, not just for the big name bands and stoner desert. And Doom. Exactly. You know, it's gotta be not just for elder, you know, and it, it's, or all of them, witches or King Buffalo. It's gotta be for other bands. Yep. It's great that you found the top ones, but you know, they're peaking, keep looking. There's keep other looking ones more. you want them to keep going up too. Exactly. You know, the more bands are going up in some direction is the less we have to be constantly barraged with, Hip hop, rap, country pop, mm-hmm. you know, or just yeah. pop music, you know, fucking Katy Perry or whatever the fuck. You know, exactly. Rock and roll has a, a, a presence needed in our culture. And, and listen, I'm on a rampage right now. So let me go. Matt, <laughs> two of the best, like I, two very, very, very good rock bands just put albums out. Rival Sons, mm-hmm. great album. I, I'm yeah. all over Rival Sons. I like all their albums. This one, you know, it's probably not my top two favorite or anything like that of theirs. But Still good record. That's really it's good. Yeah. good. Yeah, it's and good. And then Queens of Stone Age, which is going to be very controversial. Some people are going to hate it. I I got my first listen a couple days ago, and I've listened to it at least two to three times, two times since. Mm, and wow. Okay. I, every yeah. song he's released, all three of the videos were all of my life. Mm. One of them was slow, and now I'm addicted to it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I've, I've liked every single one of them. I'm with you. Uh, you know, that's obviously going to be. That's a very personal album. You know, obviously what yeah. he's gone through over the over the years, last four years. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. I mean, and those are like you said, those are two of the big dogs. But once again, and, and what's good is we're and we're going to get into in a little bit here, but we're going to play some music now. But we're going to get into our main segment where we talk about. Really, the door is so wide open right now for heavy heavy rock to thrive because of a lot of the gatekeeping we're seeing in a lot of genres and mainly with metal. And so I think heavy rock is really just at a great point right now. So, you know, if you want to be one of those people to say, hey, I, I saw that band first before they got big, right. this is the time to do it right now, okay? Because, yeah, we, we, we with heavy rock, like I said, we'll get into that in a little bit. We, we'll hold off in a second here, but... Let's get into uh, playing some more videos now. Now, this is interesting. Something that we've been talking about um, is what we're seeing a lot in the in the scene, in the heavy rock scene, is the rise of two-piece bands. And, you know, um, I'll be honest with you, we've talked about this, you know. For the longest time, I was not really sold on two-piece band. The only, the only really two-piece band I re- ever really remember liking was the band Local H back in the 90s. Remember Local H? <laughs> 
you know yeah, yeah, i was yeah. a fan of that band and that was like one of the first times i seen a two-piece band uh, and i thought like oh, how do they make that work and those guys are I mean, were great live um, but i was just never really believed it because i always felt like there was something missing you know when you've got your two-piece uh band it's just like you know whether it's the bass because you got the guitars playing both or whatever it may be it just always for most of them uh it felt like there's something missing but I got to say, there's a couple of bands, a bunch of bands now, I should say, not now, that have completely changed my mind with that, you know, and we're going to go ahead and play a video here from the first one. And this is a band I know that we've talked about a lot, that we both are big fans of. The band is called Astro Death. The song is Leviathan Rising. They just put out their second record, Volume 2, which is on Heavy Psych Sounds. And man, these guys, this is the band to me that I said, okay, I'm, I'm throwing my whole two-piece Bands can't do it, dearie, out the window with these guys, man. <laughs> Big fan of this record and these guys. Uh, this song, it's one I'll play pretty much any night before I go out. That, that's yes. a go-to song fire right it up now. Right, yeah. uh, I mm -hmm. just, uh, I think it's great riffs. I think his vocals are, are really good. They're, 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 you know, they're, you know, they're not pretty vocals, but they're just, he, he just knows how to sing the, sing the shit out of this rocking and grooving song. So I'm, I, I'm digging Astro Death. Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and let's give our listeners and viewers here some Astro Death. This is Leviathan Rising right here on the Heavy Galaxy Show.
All right, we're back. You just heard Mutant Freak. That's from the Dutch duo out of Eindhoven, Tankzilla. That's off their self-titled debut. Another heavy psych sounds band. That's t- I mean, those two right there, Escher Death, Tankzilla. Obviously, two great two-piece bands. Heavy psych sounds seems like they're really uh, getting a hold of all the good two-piece bands here. Uh, they they label themselves there as Swamp Boogie Rock. Very interesting, um, I guess, you know, explanation for their sound, but it is different, man. It is different. I, I really like that, man. You know, the Tankzilla. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's uh, kind of the same thing. Real heavy hitting, just I mean, in your face kind of stuff. Similar to the one we heard before that, Astro Death, the the Sydney Australia band. Obviously, uh, one of my like I said, the Astro Death. Uh, that record's probably at this point one of my top ten records of the year. But anyway, Tankzilla, Astro Death, two great two piece bands that everyone should check out on Heavy Psych Sounds. Uh, now we're going to play another couple of two-piece bands. John, go ahead and talk about these ones. These are the ones that you, I know, picked out. We're going to start here with the Cold Stairs. Yeah, and I, well, first of all, I like that Tankzilla uh, for sure. Mm. I even played one of the songs on uh, both those bands, played right. a song on, on Heavy Galaxy. And uh, Australia, which is uh, always interesting, eh? All right, well, for me, I'm going to go more in this heavy psych and blues uh, psych, bluesy kind of uh, for my two-piece bands. So I could have picked Telekinetic Yeti, which mm-hmm. is obviously a, a pretty big band right now. Big Business, which is oh, now veterans, a, yeah. know, a, a two-piece band. A, a band at L.A., I believe they're still a two-piece, called Lord Loud. They just put out a song, really garage psych kind of action like that. And of course, we're missing other two piece bands. But sure, I picked out uh, Cold the Cold Stairs. This is a, I think, if you like bands, uh, you know, like Rival Sons and stuff like that, and you like good, catchy songwriting, or like Dirty Streets, even Cold Stairs is that that pick. Uh, Small Stone, former Small Stone band. Mm. And uh, I actually had them come out and they played a show here in Vegas uh, that cool. I put them on. Yeah. Oh, cool. uh, with a band called. Oh, it was a Brian Tishy band oh, that wow, he put okay. together a three piece. Uh, I almost want to say they were silver something or other. But anyways, I put put you know, that together along with the, a Frankie Perez band. And uh, man, these guys really, really write good songs. Uh, just good bluesy a hard heavy rock um mm-hmm. so that's yeah. the cold stairs man cold stairs Out yeah tennessee indiana area down there right in that little nook very cool now are they were they a two-piece or now a three-piece is that... i me me thinks okay. he thinks that they he are thinks. now a three-piece and you know i asked him about it before he came here i'm like well, what do you do about bass oh we got something we do you know and i was like all right you know mm-hmm. but when you see cold stairs it literally it's just great vocals and songwriting lyrics uh, for the front man. And then Mr. Mullins on drums, just doing it. You know, these nice. guys got some style at the same time and their videos are cool as well. Yeah. The video is very cool. It's yeah. good shit. Absolutely, man. Well, here we go. Let's play it for our listeners here. The cold stairs, any way the wind blows right here on the heavy galaxy show. Hell. 
All right, we are back. You just heard Electric Jaguar Baby. This track is Backstabber. That's off their self-titled debut from 2019. A band out of Paris, France, which is interesting because we're going to get in talking about French bands here later on in the, in the show here. But, yeah, talk. tell us a little bit about this band. This is a, another really cool two-piece band. You know, it's hard not to pay attention to that name. Yes, <laughs> I know. Baby. <laughs> Um, and I thought for sure they were going to be like a you know New York band or some weird uh, thing like that or L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. Next thing, they're from France. Um, you know, I had heard about them before and checked it out. Uh, probably even have one, this album I think downloaded somewhere. And Ripple just put out their latest release and mm-hmm. you know did it on their like, little sub label that they have that that works a little bit more with garagey stuff. And so I, I think they're like a fuzzier. Black Keys, mm. but with some with some more you know fuzzier garage elements, not as smoothed out as Black Keys, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, no, absolutely. I, I, yeah, it's definitely got that garage sound. You know, that's kind of interesting too because that garage sound is you know obviously that was big in the, in the early two thousands there with the white stripes and then of course you know with all those other ones, France Ferdinand, all those kind of you know um, France Ferdinand, yeah, all those type of or Jet Jet right? Jet, yeah, yeah, show yeah. you those kind of garage bands. So, um, but yeah, it's, it, that's another sounds kind of I noticed just making a bit of a comeback, you know. And and of course, we're seeing two pieces. I think there was, um, uh, god, it was one I heard today, I can't remember off the top of my head, but yes, more and more garage band stuff kind of coming out too, which is really cool. Like I said, anything within that heavy rock realm, man, we love seeing and, and have it out there as long as it's rock, and it's guitar based yeah. rock, you know, like yeah, fuzz exactly. is popular, fuzz is really popular, you oh, know, yeah. Uh, uh, Mr. What's his name? Siegel, I believe it is. Kenny. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I think that they got a cool little thing going, this band. And uh, I, I, I dig the overall style. I played it in the car not that long ago. It was probably my second or third official listen. And guys, I mean, I know some some of you, you're like, you know it. If you want the first time you hear it, that's all you got to do. Or I don't even have to hear the whole song. I <laughs> had people tell me that. <laughs> Oh, I did my sampling. No, no, no. Mm. And then I prove them wrong because I'll play a song later. I'll play the song later on, like weeks later. I'll play mm. a song by them, you know, when we're all hanging out or something. And like, who's this? Yeah, there you go. Yep. Happens all the time. That's when you hook people in. Exactly. When you don't, you don't well, just I mean, go, you got to hear this right away. It's usually when you're hanging out, having a couple of beers, you put it on, let people ask you, wait, whoa, whoa, what is this? Right. Because it attaches yeah, their ear. Yeah. People have a, a, there's some people that have that trigger, that natural result to be the push off of something they think is being sold to them and all that. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. Mm, yep, absolutely. Yeah, man. Very cool. Well, let's get into talking really quick here about our discussion, our main segment here for our discussion. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we're seeing it really, you know, when we think of metal now, I mean, there's all this mm-hmm. gatekeeping that's going on in metal. Uh, and, and listen, I mean, this is not just, you know, from, me observing this or reading about it or whatever, or you too, you know, same as you. It's really, I mean, people have been telling me this. Uh, people who are in this metal scene, I mean, musicians um, who have been doing this a long time, really have been talking about it. And it's becoming a problem, I think, with, with metal because um, it's really killing the community of metal. And what I think this is doing, though, with the good part about that, you know, like I said, once again, we're a heavy rock show, is that it's opening the door, really, I think, for this heavy rock scene to absolutely blow the the pants off you know of everything because once again gatekeeping right let's just let's just start okay let's start with the monster names 
in metal. I will start with obviously the big name Metallica, right? Now we got Metallica to play in a couple of shows this summer. I believe they have a whole tour going on, right? Look at some of the shows they're playing here in the States. All right. I know they've got, I'll just take, for example, two shows they've got lined up in LA at the forum. All right. Uh, the first night they're opening, who's opening for them. Okay. Pantera. Okay. Okay. No, listen, like, as we know, right. You're going to get packages these days like that. That's what it is. But are they bringing any new bands on with them? No. Who's the third band in that, in that lineup? Wolf, you know, Wolfie uh, Van Halen. Okay. Mammoth. All right. Now, once again, you know, I mean, we're talking about the name. You know, it's got the Van Halen name in it. All right. Once again, nepotism, gatekeeping. And that goes hand in hand right now. We'll get more to nepotism in a little bit. But you look at the second night of the Metallica uh, at the forum. They're, they're stay there. Five Finger Death Punch, right? One of the bigger bands out of the 2000s metal. Okay. And also Ice Nine Kills, another band that's been around since 2000. Okay. So we've got these. these, and So let's. I, that's just the big bands. All right. Megadeth, the, all the big four bands. Okay. That's just. I mean, we're, we're just accepting that. Okay. They're going to be taking out established bands already. They're not going to bring any new bands with them. Well, let's look at the tier two bands real quick. Okay. Let's look at, say, the thrash bands. All right. The the testaments I just saw today, testament. Okay, they're doing the metal injection tour. All right. Now, if you ever see these band of testament, they they don't tour with anyone except for all. And I, I see this because I always want to bring this one up. These bands is because I live up here, obviously in the Bay Area, and these bands are just all they do is tour with each other every time they go out. There's no new bands. If any, if they bring any other band along, it's this band Hatred, which is the singer from Exodus's. Sons, man. I had them as part of a show actually here in Vegas. I did. Oh, you did. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, like you said, I'm not ne nagging on any of the bands or, or the, you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, obviously, you know, that's listen. If if you got kids yeah, in a band, that's an accident. Absolutely. You know, bring them along. But my problem is that it's the only new bands they're bringing along. Okay. We see it with Metallica, right? We see uh, Headfield Son. We see Robert Trujillo's Son. We see the Sons from Lars Ulrich. These bands. Never toured the clubs. I think they did one tour last year because I did an episode on, on another show about this. Um, and Metallica some, guys, they, they played a small show here they, in town. Yeah, they played last year. They did a couple of uh, about on the West Coast. They did about they did five, to 10, about 10, 10 to 12 dates, I believe. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Now they're getting on monster festivals. Now, do you tell me any of the bands that are, that are playing 10 to 12 club shows and then getting on festivals? It doesn't happen. Unless you got you got the nepotism thing going, Corey Taylor from Slipknot, his son's band, obviously same I didn't thing. I know his son has a band. Yeah, What's absolutely. That? They all got they all their sons got called? bands. Uh, that one I'm, I forget, but it's been around for a while. That was one of the first ones that came out even before Metallica's. Uh, Corey lives know, here band. in town. Yeah, well, a lot of guys from LA uh, used to now live in in Vegas. Obviously, I haven't seen him in in like four years, but I met him. Uh... <laughs> I met him at a small show. Get this at a church. <laughs> they a were doing church. shows. Wow. Yeah, it was like a weird looking church, but it was like a Chinatown. And mm -hmm. but it was literally a stage, and it was all ages. And maybe that was his kid or cousin or something. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, we were in line for the bathroom, and I got, I got right behind him. You know, mm -hmm. he was in line. I'm like, I gotta go. You know. And next, you know, we're like, God, someone in there taking a big shit or what? The heck? <laughs> it was taking so long that yeah. I just started talking. I'm like, dude, you know, yeah, super nice. Got a picture with him later on, and uh, well, but it's cool. it's yeah, dude. Listen, it, it it's the spear of influence. Everything is about money, sure. and so 
you know, all those things happening in rock, it, it's no different. E even in sports, um, the legacy players uh, do very, very, very good. Uh, and mm -hmm. they at least get a little extra look because they have it in their, you know, quote unquote, their genes. You know, they got, you know, how bad could they be if their dad was, you know. Well, sports is different. Sports is different. You know, that's athleticism. And that was one nah, of the things. But no, but they're going against guys equally as athletic at times. True. Um, but, but, but remember now, being athletic is one thing. Yes, you get that in your genes. Music's different. You might have a good ear for music. Okay. No doubt. If you're a son or a daughter of a big musician, established mm -hmm. musician. Okay. But that doesn't translate into you automatically being a good songwriter. You might, I'm not like, you know, I mean, look, but if I they mean, put the work in and they live and breathe it since they were a little true, kid, absolutely. Which is the same thing as sports. It is, but but I would say with sports, once again, there, there's a sort of, uh, you know, athleticism or like, for instance, you know, I mean, you, if you've got, if you're a basketball player, you got to, so, yeah, good chances he or she's going to have the height advantage as well, right? If you got it there six foot eight or whatever it may be, right? It's I mean, in the position. yes, of course. And just like I said, in any sport, it doesn't matter if it's baseball, football, whatever it is, but. Music's different, man. It's a subjective thing. You but know what I mean? It, it's it's a it, creative it's still thing. It's going to come down to the sphere of influence and opportunities. Yes. And, uh, yeah. I, I mean, that's what you're getting at. Is what I'm gathering is they're getting these opportunities. They're getting these opportunities without having to pay the do pay the dues that that has got to pay. I mean, yeah, that, that's simple. Yeah. Plain simple. Sure. You yeah. Know? I mean, listen. If Metallica wanted another band to play that show mm -hmm. uh, at the forum. They could, and someone will pay them a bunch of money to do it. That's sure. how it works. I know it works. It's the so promoters. I know people, that, yeah, I know people I know. that work on the inside of the larger scale stuff, and mm -hmm. I have these conversations because I love to learn. Like yeah. I, you know, I, I, I literally the guy asked, "Oh wow, how does that work?" And so you know, bands that they want their chance, you know, they pony up the money and go for it. You know what I mean? Sure. It, yeah. No, you're right. It's yeah. a scary mm -hmm. risk. I've seen bands. As buy-ons on some shows, I'm like, oh, not good. No, it's not. Like, I mean, there's so many bands better. I mean, even at the club mm -hmm. level, at vamped level, I'll see tour packets come through, and I'm like, oh god, my boys, mm -hmm. Void Vader, would kick their ass tonight. I mean, mm -hmm. would just blow them off the stage, and I got to watch these guys instead. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I think yeah. the way you're, I think, getting at. Uh, on some of the stuff, but it really comes down to money and then sphere of influence. Yeah, well, it does, but but I'm I'm going to compare it now. I mean, and absolutely, like you said, yes, the promoters just want their guarantees. They want the buy-ons. Absolutely, I mean, it's, that's just the way it is. They don't yeah. want to take the risk. I understand they Revenue. don't want to take the risk. Well, it's you not know? just yeah. promoters. Sometimes the bands are actually the ones well, who do it, and that's bands, my point. They're the one, the band or their management company. That whole thing arranges that. Exactly, and they'll do it through amnesties that that are friends with other people on labels. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the management exactly. the management of bands uh, is a massive business. You know, managing sure. talent and then mm -hmm. putting things together. Uh, I'd love to get in that side of the world, but I'm in no way connected to any of those kind of things. And and at this point mm -hmm. in time, too old and uh, everything else. Yeah. Well, now you do when you good. You, know? you do when you're what we need, but we need people like you to do which is to promote the underground. Now, I'm just going to compare it now, okay? Now, we just talked about Metallica. Oh, yeah. Now, let's compare it to, for instance, uh, the like, for instance, the grunge bands, okay? Last year, I went to Alice in Chains last summer, right? Now, they had, of course, the big names with them. They had Bush, they had Breaking Benjamin, but then they did, okay, have 
as the opener out here on the West Coast, they had a band called Thunder Pussy out of Seattle, all female rock band. Okay. Good, good, you know, entertaining wow. band. Yeah. What a name. Yeah. Interesting band name. Well, well, like Woo. Mike, like my guy in this from Alistair Chain says, he says it's the only show, you know, right now that you're going to get a Bush and a Pussy yet. So take that for what you wanted. Bush and Thunder Pussy. So anyway. The beer? I'm no, are you, uh, are you are you following me? <laughs> uh, all right, so now let's now let's go. Uh, for instance, uh, there's a tour this year, Smashing Pumpkins. Okay, Smashing Pumpkins, yeah. STP. This is going to be interesting without Wyland and STP. But opening is Rival Sons. Okay, another up and coming. Yeah. Even though they've already sort of you know they've made it, still they up and coming. They haven't. They've had a number one album. I mean, or yeah, song. true. I mean, it's, yeah. But, but once again, now still, it takes a long time. As we know, oh, these days, it takes ten years for bands now to, to get known. Way by, too long. You know, so they're still. But once again, they're taking out though a newer, if you want to call a band that's been around for 12, 13 years, they're taking out a newer band. You know, um, it's not just you know, and like I said, Alice Chains also took out yeah the band Plush, another all female uh, young girl band uh, last yeah. year. Good, good band. I mean, that's a big trend. Uh, yeah. You know what a band is that jumps on a lot of those things that's a go-to for them is Dirty Honey. They love yes. throwing them on stuff. You know? Absolutely. They're yeah. great. And they're pretty they're good live. Great. I like, they're mean, good I, live. Yeah. I, like, I like a lot of bands that are of similar ilk better, though. I'll be honest with you. Like, I'll take Rival Sons any day of the week over them. I'll take Dirty Streets over Dirty Honey. Oh, dirty Honey, yeah. Any, any week. I love Dirty Honey, man. I, I'm a bit fan. They're good-looking guys, and they're young, and, and so – there's a whole demographic that really at least has some draw and appeal. Well, again, mm. well, band like Dirty Honey, because I, 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 I interviewed uh, about a year or so ago Mark from Dirty Honey, the singer, and like I was talking to him, I mean, they paid their dues, though. That's a band that paid their dues. Yeah, You know, they were around in the clubs in L.A. playing shows locally for a long time. They weren't just getting the hookups, you know, so they earned, to me, they earned it, you know, um, and of course, they just get, you know, they hooked up with the right management company who signed them and you know, they're yeah. not on a label. They're also not banned. It's interesting. They are not on a label, Dirty Honey. I mean, if you want to, you know, I mean, they're with a, I mean, a big management some... company. So it's, I guess, kind they of their label. But uh, just two <laughs> records. Yeah, an, e an EP and a full length. Records? Yeah, an EP and a full length, I believe they have out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think even the, I could be wrong. I think even the full length has some of the EP songs. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. It's a, took them a long time to get anything but no, uh, i don't know who their distribution is i mean very likely they're they're still having to utilize uh something sure yeah yeah because you no, know there's absolutely. infrastructure you, you have oh, that yeah. infrastructure you have that you know a business that will be involved with something thinking there's an upside that they can make money on this gamble this risk this this band as well absolutely yeah. yeah well, it was, it was their manager. They 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 hooked up with a very uh big manager, I believe from Australia, if I'm correct. I remember doing the uh, but anyway, bottom line is and, and they obviously have connections to, you know, whatever they had to do. But the That's bottom great. line is it's still cool. I mean, they're on a label and, you know, they've they're kind of doing it their own way, which is really cool. So yeah. So so I mean, once again, no, I mean, I, I, you know, so anyway, I think That's a hell of a tour package you mentioned. What's that? The uh Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. STP and Rival uh, Sons. Great. So get this. Yeah. I saw STP with Rival Sons mm. at the uh, old Hard Rock Joint, which was the main big one. 
And it was it was awesome. I've actually seen STP three times, I think, now without without Scott Scott, Weiland. Uh, well, okay. I've seen him with him, though, mm-hmm. too. That's one of the few grunge bands uh of that era that actually got to see the full lineup. Like it nice them in Soundgarden. Uh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I didn't see, I never got to see Lane, never got to see Kurt. Yeah. I never got to see Lane either. Oh, I saw Pearl Jam too. But yeah. like not until 98. So I mean it's a and I saw Smash Smashing Pumpkins did a really cool tour, I don't know, a couple couple three years back that mm. you know I, I got to go for free and I was like, that's this is pretty good. Like great mm. visuals, like storyboards behind them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Showed this chronological vibe of, of what you know, Billy and what the band and the history. It was mm-hmm. it, again great life, what, what I like is production. I, I like yeah. good production, smart mm-hmm. production, something that, that brings you in. It, you know, so but I, you know, I think big packages sell. I mean, we just saw that even in absolutely with Elder uh Howling Giant and um Ruby the Hatchet, I mean, mm-hmm. that thing is killing it. Well, you see, okay, the, you, and bingo, you see, that's the key. You just made uh, pretty much what we're, we're getting at here with the segment, right? It's opening. I mean, you said that was a killer lineup that did well, right? I mean, it drew well and everything in a place Very like Vegas. Well. place like Vegas. Everywhere. Events. It yeah. just shows you, once again, though, I mean, because there's sort of this, I, I feel there's, there is a community in the heavy rock scene. You don't get it in metal. You know, metal uh, you know, like I said, they're, they're they're not replenishing their genre with new bands. You know, if you ask some regular metal fan out there, you know, what's give me some new, you know, just some metal bands that are big right now. Well, for one, they're going to name off as we talked about a lot, a lot of those octane bands, right? Because that's oh, what they hear sure. all the modern metal bands, right? Metal's becoming more pop. You know, it's got more pop elements. Yes, there's, there's still, of course, a lot of underground metal that's real heavy and all that stuff, but it's really become very pop uh, oriented, controlled. By these gatekeepers, they, it's like the metallic, you know, they don't want to let any other new metal bands come in and be big because they want to continue to profit off Ozzy Osbourne, who can't even walk now, and Metallica. You know what I mean? So, and once again, you know, when you think about 80s, now 80s nostalgia is coming too close. So, even if you go back to those sunset strip hair metal bands, okay, that thing's you know really done now. I mean, it's it's a band versus brand situation now. Where I mean, I was even looking. I was up at this casino up in Northern California uh, about a week or so ago, and there was a show that's coming up next month. Okay, it's it's one of those hair metal shows. You got Quiet Riot. They got one original, uh, not even original member. I mean, he was on the big record, you know, on the Mental Health uh, record, Rudy Sarzo, right? Yeah. He's the only member from that. You've got a uh, Vixen, who's got one original member, the drummer. Okay, not even the singers. We're talking the bass and the drummer right now. All right, Slaughter, which who. You know, no, not for nothing, but who really cares who, who's in the band or whatever with Slaughter. I met the drummer or not, you know? Slaughter, a super nice guy. Oh, but yeah, yeah. I hung out with him. Had yeah, well, they're, they're, and yeah, they're a Vegas band. They're, they're a Vegas band, Slaughter. I remember that. Yeah. And um, and I forget who the fourth one was, but the bottom line is you've got one member probably in each one of these bands, and they're not even the singer or the guitarist. You're talking about the bass and the drums. Uh. So once again, I just feel, and like I said, on top of not now 90s nostalgia, Right, because now you've got everyone like, like we were talking about the Generation X, the forty-five to sixty-year-olds. Right, they're the ones that are going to be spending the money now. All right, 
and they're helping the surge of heavy rock because that was their stuff. That was their music. They were in the nineties. All right. Metal member metal was out during that decade. Metal was not a big thing except for Pantera, a few other bands here and there. It was industrial metal or something like that, you know, but, but it was really, like I said, Pantera, maybe Sepultura. Those are the only bands that were really huge in the nineties, you know, until the late nineties. Well, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were big before that though. I'm, I'm just, I'm talking about newer bands that came out in the nineties. Yeah. You know, so I mean, and also like we said, you know, I mean, nineties were an unbelievable rock. Uh, it mean, was. It was. I mean, the last rock generation that was given the ability, you know, to be monetized and and put out there and people to ingest and and fall in love with. I mean, mm -hmm. it just was given more chances back then. It's not mm -hmm. anymore because there's only a certain amount of slots in the world and ears. But yeah. you know, we are at least out of conventional just you know, not just FM anymore. So True. there are ways to break through these barriers. Um, you know, what's funny is the legacy bands, all that, you know, who I just saw, I, I never even remembered a song off the top of my head. And they're from New York. Spread, uh, Eagle. Spread Eagle. Yeah. We were talking about that. And I'll right, tell you yeah. what, that was a fucking good show. Well, I had no idea what I was going into. Well, like, the that's singer, a heavy rock band. Yeah. Well, if you, the singer Ray, he was in a band called weapons of a new, uh, a year or so ago, it was one of the it was one of the top charting heavy uh, hard rock uh, albums, I believe, about two years ago. And he was, yeah, I remember Spreading. I just remember it because they were later later in the eighties and early nineties, I should say. I think they came out around nineteen ninety, right when that I stuff was kind of done. You know, well, I thought and, there was something in eighty three even or something. I, I don't know. You really? Gotta go look. Like mm, I, I okay. don't, but I don't know. The, I think they had a song that was popular, uh, Switchblade Serenade or something like that. They they did. I remember in New York. I remember hearing their name, and they were they were I mean, on the local uh, the local you know uh, rock metal you know Sunday night show. Yeah. I remember hearing them on. Yeah. You know, before, I was impressed. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. I, I was I was impressed. Like I was like, sure. yeah, this is rock. This is fucking heavy rock. Like, well, remember that was put, the '90s. Yeah, that was I would 90s put stuff. a good stoner rock man and match him with them any day of the week and not sure. feel weird about it at all. I mean, this isn't you know, this isn't you know doing that with fucking poison. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I, yeah. it's it's man. You know, I, I live in a nostalgia city. Okay. Yeah. And my oh, number absolutely. one, my number one venue I go to is uh, a place that that does very very well with with covers and tributes and older bands so i i and i've seen a market like mm. they do really well you know in mm. a lot of 40 50 even 60 year olds going to shows you know sure. but i also know vegas is you know a different breed a different anomaly we're an octane city too like oh, those yeah. bands like asking oh, alexandria so. which aaron oh, uh mm -hmm. aaron nordstrom lives here um, and they're about to do a big show and they're on a big tour with who, or they're about to be with who, oh. Oh, like not the who, who, who? yeah, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. the one with like different instruments and shit. Yeah. Um, and they're going to go on tour, which, you know, that's matching two bands with really distinctly different kind of thing in some ways. Sure. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's, uh, it's all about the numbers. I, of course, well, of course, exposure, numbers, sales. But, but once again, we're talking Listeners. about we're talking about having to replenish. You know, once again, these bands, as we we're seeing, I mean, those metal bands. I mean, they're eventually they're not going to be doing this, and that's that's coming really soon. You know, it's coming soon because remember too, some of that music you can't be playing at that speed and at a level at a certain age. You know, it's not like it's not like there's Rolling Stones where you can still kind of just. 
play simple rock and, and, and move around. You know, I saw Billy Sheehan at age seventy. Oh, he rips! I know he's the most amazing shit ever. He's unbelievable with winery yeah. dogs like a month ago, and he hung out and had a beer. That's great. Seven years old. And, and traded phenomenal. stories Love with me and Jason Walker, and I remember who else. Like, mm. dude, <laughs> it was inspirational. Yeah, that that is. I mean, he's a phenomenal basis. I think it's really hard for the singers though when you get older. It, it, and it's guitar really, players, you know, it's it's not easy. You know, I, mean, I, mean, not, I don't know. I saw what's his face. Uh, I saw Michael Shanker not too long ago. He sure didn't seem like he'd lost the stuff. Yeah, well, Sh <laughs> remember, remember, Shanker's a little bit young. He started real young when he got big. He was a little bit young, so he's probably in his early to mid sixties. So he's not seventy yet. He's still got some time. I don't know. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, but bottom line is, is you know, and, and just one more quick thing. Yeah. We think about the, you know, uh, why the um, the floodgates, I think, are going to be open for heavy rock because of the gatekeeping of metal is age. You know, heavy rock is more suitable for aging rock and rollers. You know, you get a little older, you don't want to hear the angry, fast, you know, aggressive stuff sometimes. You want to hear some rock and stuff. But you want to hear that mid-tempo groove, and that's what a lot of the heavy rock is all about. So I just think with all these factors, I really think this is an amazing time. Like As you mentioned before with that show, Ruby the Hatchet, Howling Giant, and Elder. I mean, right there, a great package, and look how well that did. And I think that is the future. If we could just get, like I said, a lot of these, if we get more package tours like that with those kind of bands, we're, we're, this yeah. scene is going gonna, is gonna to flourish. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I mean, and they ticked a lot of boxes too uh, along the way uh, mm -hmm. with that with that lineup. I and mean, Elder has just gotten bigger and bigger and oh, bigger yeah. and bigger. And, and their last album for me is super cool. Yeah, um, you know, they went over to Europe. I mean, the singer lives in Europe, in Germany, Germany, right? Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. moved from Boston, Boston. to the Massachusetts yeah. area, and. Uh, you know, Ruby the Hatch has been around and she she's an attractive female that really knows how to rock and, and she gets into it at the show. Like mm -hmm. she's like I, I just saw Blackwater Holy Light live and it, they're literally just stand there. I mean, not against them. Mm -hmm. I like the ladies. Sure. But Ruby in the I mean Ruby the Hatch with Jillian, Jillian, mm -hmm. like she is fucking into it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and I think people know that and they see it, and you know. Yeah, as I'll, as I'll say many times, you know, looks matter. I, oh yeah, so <laughs> oh yeah, they, they do. Try to virtue you know, anything but that, and and it doesn't it's mean about, it, it's great when you're you're talented and good looking. That's yes. the key. <laughs> you know, that's the magic so formula it, right there. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. really good, really good lineup. I mean, we did good here, but Denver had I think. Almost three times as many. Yeah, see, I mean, unbelievable. But I mean, that's it's like great. the hottest city right now for the underground. It just really well. Well, it's not just that. I mean, they, they I guarantee you, they did pretty well most places. Let's just yeah, put it that no, way. I've heard. And yeah. King Buffalo, the last time they toured, did very oh god. All so, the witches, yeah. all the witches, selling out, killing crazy. it. Yeah, they're, they're doing it, yeah. these weekends where they're playing yeah. two shows. Two shows. Yep, they done that here. They did it out here. Different recently. stuff. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. So yeah. This, the leaders of the heavy underground, which a lot of them are going to be more on the psych side, mm -hmm. um, are really broadening out. You know, yeah. um, I, I think that the psych, the the psych branding, uh, really has more upside than the Stone Rock. Sure. This oh yeah, yeah. Name, but also, you know, you got like Tammy and Paula bands like that. Uh, you got that fringe other part of psych. 
Um, some of it's crossed over, you know, sure. black angels and all. And so yep. mm-hmm. I, I just think the more people hear, the more good music in particular, meaning they're not fed, you know. I mean, listen, I I, I know people who do a lot of radio shows, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I see their playlists and all that. And I just know that they want to make people happy. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. bands happy. Many sure. Times, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why I mean I'm very selective. It's nothing against the bands, but I I, I listen to a lot of music. <laughs> so if I don't play it, it's because there's so much other that maybe stuck out more to me. Sure. But, oh yeah, of course. You know, yeah. It, it, that's for me the growth. What's important is, is the growth, the opportunity to grow with each individual needs a matter, and that's why sure. I'm so passionate about the best of our music. Mm-hmm. getting in front of people absolutely and whether it's rival sons or sasquatch which to this day you know <laughs> i mean I, I know why they're not big big but they write unbelievable rock and roll songs oh yeah it's absolutely so, well I, and like you said too and with the psych stuff it's it's more accessible to a to a broader audience you know so obviously and a lot more people are smoking weed now too and, and that too because it's, it's legalized amazing. in a lot of places so it absolutely. really works great <laughs> absolutely no doubt no doubt Great. All right. Well, let's get into now. Let's get back to the videos now. We're going to go into um, our, you know, as we did on the last um, yeah. uh, discussion episode, we went into sort of the, the history and talked about and played videos about a lot of the bands uh, from the New York, New Jersey area, the East Coast. We're going to now go overseas. We're going to get out of these states for right now. Um, and this was interesting what we, we decided to do because it's really a place that traditionally, historically, you don't think of a lot when it comes to heavy rock music. And that's, we're talking about uh, France. Okay. The French connection here. All right. Now, if you look at really the whole history in terms of the global influence of French rock and roll, probably the biggest band that's come out of here is a band. That's a huge band right now. Probably one of the top three to five metal bands in the world right now in Gojira. You know, that's obviously the biggest, I think band that's ever come out of there in terms of rock or metal. Uh, when you think, you know, if you go back really to the 80, uh, the seventies and eighties now, New wave of British heavy metal. There were some bands. There was a band called Sortilege that I believe came out of this a year or two ago. They put out a new record. They were, if you were in that scene, they were pretty big. But the biggest one was a band called Trust. And they, I remember, did a song. I'm, I don't know if you ever heard the song. Anthrax covered it, uh, Antisocial. It's oh, sort yeah. of, a, yeah, you know that song, right? That's from the band Trust. Yeah, they, they're the ones that originally uh, did that song. And Trust actually featured both Iron Maiden drummers, the last two Iron Maiden drummers, Nico McBrain and Clyde Burr before they went on to uh, Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. So they, they were a big band, and, and they knew we have a British heavy metal. But that really, you know, up until today, there's really not much else. You know, I did a lot of research on it, too, and not a lot. And the only thing, <laughs> I would say the main factor, of course, uh, for that is the language barrier. Obviously, a lot of the bands, they didn't uh, name their band, you know, an English name. They didn't sing in English. Um, so yeah. because of that, unfortunately... I think that hindered a lot of bands from really, you know, getting bigger than, the, you know, you know, than they, they could have been a lot bigger, I should say, uh, than they were because of that, because of the language situation. But now we, we've got a plethora of these bands uh, from France. They are, you, they are, you know, singing in English, using English lyrics, naming the bands, um, you know, using English. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to focus and play a bunch of videos uh, from some of these bands. Uh, obviously, we've got a whole bunch. We couldn't play them all. Um, but we're going to go ahead, John. Let's start with. Your choice. Let's start with uh, the first band that you, I know, choice. You Deadly Vipers. The oh, song's yeah. called Less Rise. It's off 
Low City Drone, which is on Fuzzarama Records. Obviously, um, the video here we're about to check out is uh, from their tour with Truck Fighters and Wizards recently. So go ahead and talk about Deadly yeah. Vipers, man. Listen, they, they put out their debut album uh, four or five years ago, and uh, it kicked ass, like right off the bat. And they had a song where – they had a video even, it, or a song that very much highlights the singer and gives you a John Garcia kind of vibe. Mm-hmm, I mean, yes. it was just – a in the song was even that just a good grooving desert – you know, riffing song. And uh, so I've liked them since. And, you know, I kind of keep in touch with, uh, I think it's David, uh, with them some here or there along the way. And so I've been patiently waiting for the album. And last year, it was one of my top albums of the year. They released, their first single was like <laughs> eight or nine minute long song. Oh, yeah. But it's just so yeah. damn good. So mm-hmm. they have, I think, three videos but this was their last one they put out. It's a little more uh, rocking in a more compact uh, amount of time. And uh, I think they're great. They're another band I, 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 you know, have asked to come to Planet Desert Rock. Not sure if it can happen, but mm-hmm. it, it just, I think they're really, they, they check a lot of boxes along with they write songs. But what I thought about in the first album a lot, which was a lot of Stoner Desert Rock, this album, there's a lot more psychedelic Psych. elements blended mm. in with this as well. Very good guitar and vocals. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a very good band. Yeah, this Deadly is a good band. Deadly Vipers. Deadly Vipers. Well, let's check it out. Last Rise by Deadly Vipers right here on the Heavy Galaxy Show.
All right, we're back here on the Heavy Galaxy Show. You just heard Slift, another French band here. The song was called Thousand Helmets of Gold. Uh, really, it's just, this is like an acidy space psych rock type of blend. Reminds me sort of like some early Monster Magnet. has a little bit of that crowd rock to it. Uh, really cool band. That's even toured here in the States. You know, I mean, you don't see a lot of, I said, French bands coming to the States, right. but actually a lot of them are coming more now so than we've seen before. So Slift, this is a really cool band, a really big band too in, in France, I believe, correct? Big worldwide in this scene. Um, mm -hmm. I would say they're part of the heavy... Uh, the new wave of heavy psych. Psych, okay. Mm. Um, I think that they really fit in the pocket with Elder. And I think mm. this song even has some of that that element. And it's fast moving. Uh, go look at their plays and followers and all that. This band is did exceptionally good with this album. And then they played that thing that... Uh, What's that station up in Seattle? KEXL or one of those? Oh, yeah, yeah. The they play yeah. one of those... Yeah. Uh, things i think as well and so yeah they they did a tour over here i actually inquired because i saw a little opening and man they were asking a lot of money i'm like i can't do that in vegas i, I mean it was like yeah. holy shit that's you know everyone's trying to take i mean I, I don't know maybe someone's paying for this but you know maybe. well the thing is if someone could pay for it but if it doesn't work you're gonna remember it <laughs> <laughs> true. I mean? That is true. You're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, fuck, I might true. not be the one to do it next time because that's been me. <laughs> I've said that. I've given over bands mm. to to different promoters. So I got oh, okay. Yeah, you got them. Mm. Yeah, but oh, Slip, yeah. that shit kicks ass, man. Yeah, it yeah, kicks ass. Heavy. I agree. It's, 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 yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. And before that, before that, I mean, this this is a band I'm a big fan of. Appaloosa tracks called Pelican. Man, the drums on this this is a nice, hard, yeah. heavy hitting uh, band. The drums really remind me sort of like Igor Cavalera, Simple Tour. It's got that tribal kind of drum, yeah. you know, stuff going on in this song, man. Yeah, this is this is definitely one of those bands. I believe I remember when I first uh, heard of these bands, I, this band, it was uh, from, I believe you guys played them on the Doomed and Stone, if I'm not oh, yeah. correct, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We, me and Billy both like um, think they're good. Uh Ripple band now. Yeah. Um, so they just released this Pelican song. It's just, you know, a random slip it out there. Uh, I'm not, at least off the top of my head, not aware of whether they got a, a new album coming in, you know, the next year or anything. But I really like the song. And that is not the only song of that, the song by them with that powerful drum sound. Because mm. that is, for me, a standout part is what you oh, yeah. mentioned. Absolutely. I think that there are other songs with, has a do 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 yeah totally um and if you look at some of the artwork and all uh and some of their stuff there is a little homage to uh indigenous american indian kind okay. of stuff going on with them as okay. well but uh they have two albums and i would highly suggest checking it out they're not a band necessarily right the first time you hear it you might love it but you might love some of it but you go listen to the album a few more times you start getting it and so mm. appaloosa I, I never heard them until until like maybe three years ago maybe yeah yeah. Yeah. Excellent band. Excellent band. Really, really good show. Absolutely, man. And of course, before that, as we said earlier, we had Deadly Vipers with Last Rise. Um, great. All right. So we're going to go. We're going to still play. We're not done yet. We still got a couple more. Yeah, what do you more. got for us here? Man? Uh, okay. Well, the first one I'm going to bring up is a Ripple. But, you know, I know we get a lot of Ripple and heavy psych sound bands on here, but hey, what can we say? Those are two labels that are putting out some of the, the best yeah. music out there. So not apologizing for that another great ripple band here this was oh, this is the band the necromancers and i remember first mm -hmm. hearing this about 
four or five years ago when they put out that first record on Ripple, uh, Salem, uh, excuse me, uh, Servants of the Salem Girl. And uh, man, I'm, I you know the song I'm going to put on here, it's a live Salem, it's Salem Girl Part Two. There's two parts to the song. The part two, I mean, both parts are great, but part two, man, I, you know, this I fell in love with, man. This, this is just, it just keeps you guessing. There's so much you don't know what's coming. It changes, man. These guys just kill it, and it's just a good. You get a good idea how these guys can play live. Um, obviously, you know, this not pure live. Obviously, they, you know, it's kind of spiced up the sound a little bit and cleaned it up a little bit, but phenomenal band of necromancers. Uh, they got about three releases out. Uh, they know they put an album out last year. Where the void yeah. rose, I believe. Uh, another great record, man. So, yeah, so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna play some necromancers from right now. This is Salem Girl Part Two, right here on the Heavy Galaxy Show.
All right, we're back. You just heard Red Sun Atacama. This track's called Echoes. That's off their second LP, 2022 release, Darwin. That was actually a, a top 10 record of mine last year on the Doom Charts. I believe it was number seven for me. Um, I'm a big fan of these guys. Um, I, I got to interview them too last year. Really cool dudes. They t- To me, this band knows how to really blend in my opinion, no, I love the, you know, they, they, to me, they know how to blend psych with the heavy rock um, without sort of overdoing each one. For instance, you know, they don't go into a, a three minute psych, you know, part or nothing. They'll go into about 30, 45 seconds, no more than a minute or so, and just go right back and, and just kick, you know, just kick ass again, go right back to the heavy rock and stuff. Um, it reminds me, they remind me sort of a heavy rock version of, uh, or like more of an alternative heavy rock version of like Wofat. You know, Wofat does sort of the same thing. They kind of get into psych, but they don't overly, you know, they don't do a five yeah. minute piece of it. They just do a little bit and they get well, right back to the, to the, some of the songs yeah. do, I know, but if Wofat's you know, a little yeah, long yeah. times, but yeah. Well, yeah. But, but um, for the most part, they have sort of a similar way of blending in the psych without, I guess, getting too much psych in there, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. But yeah, just a classic, Heavy rock, stone rock, desert rock band, you know, in the mold of Caius, kind of, you know. I think they're a spunky. I think I had spunk to them. Yeah, that's a good point. Spunky vocals at times uh, that drives it. Uh, Definitely a fan of them. Uh, My my buddy John, John D. here in town, a massive fan of them as well. Mm -hmm. Now, earlier Necromancers, um, their first album is so, so Oh, it's great. Uh, second album is very good. Matter of fact, I, I, I listened not that long ago in the car. I just dug it up somewhere. But uh, and then the third album is a different change. It's different. A different yeah. singer. Mm. What's well, a different singer? Yeah. So the the band dynamic uh, is changed. So kind of like with Gotes, uh, which is a really cool uh, heavy doom band out of Sweden. Kind of same thing. Where two really good albums, and then you got this third album, and you got to judge it. You know. In its own to it in its own direction because mm-hmm. it, it's it, different. It has a different sound, but yeah, it's it, very different. Another one that's a good album uh, as well. Um, there are people that, that love it, and Necromancers does very good over there. They played some big festival when they were active, you know, really, really active in the original incarnation. They were doing a lot of stuff and getting a lot of Spotify listens and, mm. and everything else. And I think Red Sun Atacoma is just one of these great bands that are they're up and coming. Maybe they have two albums out or was two that? Albums, yep. Two albums, right. Yep. What label are they on? You remember? Uh, you know, it's, it's the, I think it's Mrs. Red Sky. It's this, the, uh, from the uh, Mars Red Sky, another, excellent, Which was- you know, yeah, uh, well, yeah. I have a nice list of French bands here. I thought I'd, I'd yeah. give a shot it's a little. And one is Mars Red Sky. Mars Red Sky, yeah, which is absolutely. literally one of the biggest. Yep. Uh, they've done U.S. tour actually before. Yes, as, recently. As mm-hmm. well, been over yeah. here. Um, yeah, they played Psychos. I've seen them a couple times over there. Uh, a, a couple bands that are really good that are on Ripple uh, is Dr. Doom. Which is kind of like yes. a graveyard esque era mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. site. Oh, I didn't know they were from France. I did not know that. Dr. Yeah, Mark. yeah. Very and cool. uh, Bright Curse, um, which hasn't done anything for a few years. They have maybe two albums out. Bright Curse, uh, okay. that's a ripple band as well, really has a psych blend in with heavy rock in there. Um, a band that landed number three on the Doom charts. 
Alconaut. Alconaut, that is almost played slugs, but it, it's like it's been on every one of the shows I've been on. So I thought, all right, let's play some of them. Mm. Um, but Alconaut's new album, third great on the new charts. Records. Yeah, uh, they have an EP records. before that, and that's it. So that's an up and comer. Um, Starmongers out there, uh, Pelegrin just released a new one. There, another heavy okay, yeah, I, I, I've heard of Pelegrin. Yeah, uh, another mm. go ahead. I got a couple too. Barabbas. I don't know if you've heard of Barabbas. Oh, yeah, real real yeah. doomy metal. I mean, that that's a yeah. great record. I mean, and those yeah. guys have been around a long time too. They're they're a veteran. Yeah. Band. And yeah. uh, the other one I, I discovered, I believe, last year was more they're more of like an alternative uh heavy rock band called Greyborn. I mean, I'm called Leeches. Very, okay. I mean, good stuff. Like along the veins of a little bit uh trying to, you know. I, you know, one thing I'm noticing about all those bands from France, one thing, every record that I've heard from these bands, the production is just phenomenal. I, I, I don't know who's doing the production or the producing over there, but they got some good studios because most of these records that I'm hearing are just top-notch production, man, all the way through. Um, but yes, Greyborn, Leeches, that's a great, another excellent mm -hmm. alternative rock band. Check those guys out. A really out. heavy one that is on Ripple, like heavy, mm -hmm with you know rougher vocals more caustic vocals it's called stone birds um they just put out an album with them like a couple years ago uh another band that's been around and it's pretty popular over the years in this psych stone realm is libido fuzz mm, libido yeah. fuzz check them out and then uh a trimmer trimmerama which is another cool band now if you really want to go deep on a newer band Check out the band Blue Waffle, and that's P-L-E-W, Waffle. And also make sure to look up Blue Waffle in the Urban Dictionary. Okay. Well, we got some homework here. John Gist is giving everybody some homework. If you know me enough, folks, you know I'm setting up for something kind of funny and uh, or I'm interesting sure you are. or maybe a little, uh, yeah. So yeah, man. Awesome. France Live one, and actually, my maybe my favorite French band is Dakasha, uh, which is a heavy psych sounds band. Oh, okay. I totally one of my top fifty albums last year. Dakasha, Dakasha. Yeah. yeah, man. So let's get yeah it some some great as we're seeing here. Just really, I mean, the scene in in, in France is blowing up. Uh, I'm great. I, I'm just glad to see it. You know, like I said, because historically we haven't seen as we talked about earlier a lot of bands coming out of there becoming you know global you know touring here in the states. Now, I mean, like I said, Mars Red Sky's been here. Uh, like I said, uh, Slift, they've come here. You know, uh, they've toured here. So it's great to see all these bands coming out. Like I said, we brought up the one before. Obviously, our two-piece band, Electric Jaguar Baby, that's from Paris as well. So yeah. great music coming out of France. Keep it going, guys. We love seeing it and hearing it. It's fantastic. All right. Well, we're getting ready to wrap things up here. Uh, it's been fun, man. Another great discussion and playing all this music, man. I love doing this. Uh, that we do every month or so. Um, and uh, yeah, so any final words or thoughts we want to throw out there? You want to throw out there, I should say, before we get into our final video, which you, if you want, you can go ahead and, and introduce to, to the audience here as well. Oh, man. You ask me if I have anything else to say. Of course I do. But I probably <laughs> should just uh, keep it quiet tonight. Uh, there's a lot of music to listen to right now. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. Uh, I went through three albums today at least. And I, I handily admit it. I listened to the Queen's Stone Ages album again uh, mm -hmm. today. And 
Yeah, that's some some good shit. I mean, I, I yeah. a lot of stuff I listened to this last few days have been check, 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 uh, check marks on the way. Still listen to Spotlights, uh, yeah. which has the kind of a post metal kind of vibe going on. Another there, two but... two piece band, right? Or now three piece, I believe. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. they were two piece. I think they Couple, added right? permanently a drummer now. You know, okay. they, maybe I guess we're using machines before that, but man, dark feeling, but just cool. I'm with you. I'm uh, a big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, yeah. but I, I listen to a bunch of newer stuff that's come out. And so just letting that resonate because part of it is for me is I, I, many times I have to revisit stuff sometimes because my learning cycle or as far as what you like, you know, I know that, that part of our, our psychology is, is hearing things more than once <laughs> is yes. why yeah. things get more popular. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. The more you hear the song, it's not just one time you fall in love. You know, I get it. Oh, People yeah. say that all the time and that's because they're, yeah, they're lazy or they want to seem like they're special, but. Well, I think it's just, know, there's like so much music. Like. It's saturated. So it's, you know, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you know, Hey, I got my own uh, methods to, to keep me, keep things cycling in. That's at, good. At the same that's time good to and do. sampling and all that. Cause mm. it, it just, you know, drive yourself nuts but the, the heavy rock umbrella it's uh it's a it's a good one your rival sons is actually coming here solo so they're not coming Very on cool. that tour oh, they're, they're doing it oh, wow. and they're playing at house of blues so nice. got that to look forward to and you know for you hockey bands out there i don't know if you heard but las vegas is the golden knights the, are the, the Cup champions, champions. Like, how about like, that las vegas is first first championship for the the city correct no, sports. no, we won WNBA. <laughs> Already won that. It's crazy. I mean, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's pro. It counts for now. It counts, sure. But uh, yeah, no one watches it, it, but it counts. <laughs> <laughs> no one watches it, but it, it's um, I'm gonna probably go down to the parade. But here's what's weird, dude. They're not doing the parade during the day, which is like almost every parade I've ever seen. Yeah. It's during the day and it's, you know, uh, floats. So I don't know why they're doing it on a Saturday night. It, it, it sounds so weird. And they're going to, you know, they're going to have it all end right there at the arena, you know, mm. where it's just obviously where they play and they won. It's out in that big area. It's going to be a, a freaking madhouse. But yeah. I think I'm going over there with someone and someone might be going over there in a limo. Nice. So it could be an easy Very in cool. and out a little bit. Oh, I hope so. That'd be badass. Nice. Uh, and then hopefully catch um, Black Sabbath cover band and Ace Freely cover band. Nice. I, oh, I like that. Wow, interesting. Weird. Ace Freely, so like playing even Freely's Comets yeah. music? Wow. Yeah, along with Bobby Ace Freely songs from Kiss. I of mean, Kiss, yeah. obviously, yeah. Wow, yeah. very interesting, man. I, well, well, you guys need to stop freaking taking these teams out of Oakland over here, all right, man? You already got uh, the Raiders. Stop yeah, with the A's. Stop with the A's, man. Can't take the A's. I that went through. I mean, I, that fell through, I believe. So uh, hopefully that won't be. Oh, happening. I don't know. You know. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. They got to keep. We need so one much. team it's here. It's just in such an automatic. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. You know, that'll learn you. You got to support the teams. You got to put money. It's got to be money behind things. That's well, the bottom line. That's here. Yeah. You don't even need fans. Well, that's the deal. With I, you Las know, Vegas. that is it's it's the draw. I know it is. It is literally people come on vacation for the game to catch a hockey game. And they're like, oh, you know, we're over here from Boston. All right, let's catch the Bruins. We'll sure. figure a weekend, you know, or mm -hmm. Islanders, whoever the fuck. So the business model really 
kind of you know works just like it does, the, it does. just like the residencies are killing it here you know, yes you know you and friends. i interviewed early on uh mr rude from mm, tesla, tesla. Yeah. and and they weren't even one night into it and they already announced that they're doing a second one they second, signed it yeah. for the fall yeah no, again. crazy yeah. i mean because they sold a lot i mean the show i was at was fucking packed and it was nothing but it was like mm. i shouldn't say nothing it was like 70% Gen X. Like it was everywhere I looked, oh, it was like course. people in their 40s you know, and 50s were like, all right, you know. Sure. I, I would just start talking, you know, like, how old are you? Okay, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People would just laugh and would drink beer. And they would get, you know, people were in town for vacation, uh, probably more than seeing the usuals. So, yeah. I don't know, folks, man. Just get out there and live if you can. That's the way I look at it. And play music. Stop listening uh, to news as much. Get set parameters exactly. around your news. Politics and news. And stay away from stop it. Stop watching videos. Yeah. You know, don't get too trapped. And, hey, I, I handily admit that I, I probably look at too much alien stuff lately because it's getting kind of fucked up. But <laughs> music <laughs> will cleanse the brain yes. a, a lot better and, and for your soul. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And with that, let's get into our final video for this episode. We're going to go take a trip. Once again, you know, wow, we've most of the video, I think we've only had one or two that have been here from the States. This has been a very international yeah. um, episode. And we're going to go to Frankfurt, Germany. Yep. We're going to play some classic stoner, Doom Psych, <laughs> Emperor's Lair. This track is called Gravity. It's off their debut LP, Dare Mighty Things. Came out earlier in the year, man. Uh, yeah, this is once again a good. I think it's a good way to close this one out for sure with these guys, man. Got one of a, you know, in my top twenty for the year right now, and really, really good vocals, uh, really solid, yeah. solid, clean vocals, and mm -hmm. a different kind of sound these guys have. Um, it, you know, you literally said stoner, psych, and do. You know what I mean? So there's like three elements. Classic. You know? and, I mean, even had, <laughs> there was even a song though, that even had some tool elements in it, uh, sure. which is all good to me. I'll take it every day. But yeah. um, mm -hmm. they just recently did a Sunshine, I think it was Sunshine of Your Love. Uh, oh, really? Well. Interesting. Yeah. Cream, huh? yeah. Nice. Uh, and anyways, folks, check it out. They're not the shortest songs in the world, um, but it's a really super solid album from a band you probably haven't heard of before. absolutely and, and we and we always like wrapping it up with a nice long song for everyone anyway so go. with a good psych hook in it as well so all right john well great chatting again man we will look forward yes. to doing this again and here we go is emperor's lair track is gravity thanks everyone for once again viewing and tuning into the heavy galaxy show we'll see you on the next episode
need especially in the sciences. A lot of scientists think that the science has shown that you don't see the real world. What you see is the stuff in your head, which is produced by the impact of the real world. That's a, that was a disastrous mistake in the 17th century, and it's a disastrous mistake today.